Well, good afternoon, everybody. It's a dog with you, H. Weber. It's, I feel like Johnny Carson. I've been off for like three and a half weeks. I haven't done a show. I kind of eased out of 2018. Thank God Christmas Eve and New, Year, New Year's Eve was on a Monday. And, of course, the showtime is Monday. Well, today we have a local boy that's made good, and he's continuing to spiral up doing what he loves to do, and that is uh, do some baseball. And he's going to manage the Watertown Rapids this year. Local boy, Mike Wood is in the house, Minders graduate. Welcome to Weber This Week. How's everybody doing on a Monday? It is the 7th of January, 2019, and uh, Mike Wood is my special guest. We'll get them in just a second. I just want to wish everybody a Happy New Year, and I'm sure Mike will agree with me. I want to send out the best. Uh, <clears throat> like I say, I've been off for a few weeks, and it's been kind of geared up, and I scheduled Mike to come in, uh, and because of his schedule and his new job, uh, we couldn't work out the first day, but uh, he promised he would be here on the 7th of January, and Mike, thanks for coming in. Appreciate you being on. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. So, Mike, let's talk about, uh, you know, uh, there's always another saying, local boy does well. Uh, you, of course, being a Minders graduate, uh, and we were kidding each other before airtime that uh, you grad you went on the graduation class of 2013, and that made me 50 years older than you are since I graduated in 63. <laughs> a little bit age difference. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but, Mike, let's talk about yourself as far as uh, you left Miners Academy. And I was looking at uh, your Facebook uh, posting, and it has you uh, attending several colleges. Is that a fair statement? Because I have noticed that you, uh, what, began leaving Miners, then you studied at Jefferson Community College? Yeah, I spent two years at JCC in Watertown. Okay. Um, and that kind of gave me a, a, a two-year window to figure out what I wanted to do as far as academics and um, led me to West Virginia at Davis and Elkins College uh, for two more years after that. Now, Davis, so that you went from Jefferson, then you went to the Davis and Elkins. And what kind of school was that? You said sports management? Yeah, so I ended up getting my sport management degree there. Um, okay. It's a Division two school in West Virginia. Um, played in the Great Midwest Athletic Conference. Um, it was competitive baseball, and uh, I met some good friends there. I, had a, I enjoyed my two years there. And then you studied educational leadership at St. Lawrence. Yes, yeah, so right now I'm actually five months. In, in May, I'll have my uh, master's degree in educational leadership from St. Lawrence. So, you know, as you uh, ponder through and you went through the various uh, different colleges that you attended, uh, trying to put you on the right track of what you wanted to do. Uh, when you were uh, leaving Minders Academy before you went to your first college experience, uh, did you have a goal that you, what you wanted to end up doing in this world? As long as it was around the game of baseball. Um, I think it probably changed 20 different times throughout the period of my four years in college. Um, you know, in high school, you, you, I still wanted to pursue that goal, ultimate goal of, uh, you know, playing professional baseball. And that was a you know, a dream that I had since I was five years old when I started to play. Um, but then it changed throughout college when, you know, I maybe I wanted to coach. And uh, I, I think uh, I've gotten my coaching start a uh, year and a half now at St. Lawrence, and I just enjoyed it so much that, 
that's the path that I want to stay on. So. And you were saying as well, Mike Wood, my special guest, Miners Academy graduate, local guy. Of course, uh, you've got a brother, Jimmy, who I haven't seen forever. Jimmy, I understand, is working at Xylem. Uh, congratulations to Jimmy. That's where I left about 11 years ago, retiring in 2007. Uh, of course, uh, his dad is a legendary uh, Woody's uh, carpet cleaning. Uh, reason I asked, uh, you know, this young man to come on my show, figuring I'd get a $10 gift certificate coming off the next carpet cleaning, which, which will not happen, I might add, but I had to throw that out there. And I cannot remember your mom's name. Jane. What is it? Jane Wood. Okay, Jane. Well, I know uh, they're going to be checking out this show, and uh, hopefully we, we're going to do a good job. But let's talk about uh, when you were at Miners. Obviously, uh, you like the game of golf. You enjoy, obviously, baseball. Um, the Miners Academy experience was one that you uh, will ever never forget, right? It's something like it's ingrained in you, right? Yeah. All yeah, the stuff that you had, the, all the sports you played and everything you were involved in. Yeah, I'm proud to be a, a Miners graduate. Um I did. I played on the. I followed in my brother's footsteps and played on the golf team uh, at Minders, along with playing baseball uh, under Jim Bruni and uh, Charlie Foster were my two coaches. Um, and I just, I just had a, I had a great time. Uh, we had some successful years, both on the golf team and uh, baseball, actually. Now, as far <coughs> as getting the job that you just got named uh, several weeks ago as the uh, manager of the uh, Watertown Rapids of the Perfect Game Collegiate Baseball League, and I might add, I've told you before I went on the air, I've been friends with Bob and Leslie Oman for many years. Uh, they're not only great friends of mine and Mary, they're also great sponsors of this show, and uh, um, as you know, they're the owners of the uh, Newark Pilots, uh, and they also, Bob is a majority owner of the Geneva Red Wings, so... Uh, um, I've had a chance, along with Mary and friends of ours, to go over and check them out, and uh, they've always had some very good teams. Uh, you know, you, you kind of roll with the dice when you bring in kids. Sometimes, you know, the season is great. Sometimes it's not as great as you hope it is. Uh, but it's fun to see these kids mature. But as far as you're concerned, when you were doing what you were doing and all of a sudden, out of the clear blue sky, you mentioned it before we went on the air that... Uh, you probably didn't think you were going to be named the Watertown Rapids manager. So tell our viewers how that all took place. So I, as I told you before the air, I was planned on going back down to Florida where I was a coach um, last summer, South Florida Collegiate Baseball League, which is another very highly touted uh, collegiate summer league uh, for college kids, wood bat summer league, just similar to the perfect game league. Um, and uh, I got a, a text from the general manager of the Watertown Rapids and said that the, the position was open. And a couple of phone interviews later, they called me up the next week, and, and I got the job. Mm. So Pretty impressed, huh? Yeah, I'm, I was really excited, especially because it was in Watertown, uh, where I went to school for two years, familiar with the area. Um, it's only the second year um, that Watertown has a team in the Perfect Game League. Um, but they were very successful last year. They made the semifinals, so I know I, I got to try to follow that up and uh, recruit good players and uh, good assistant coaches to help get us back there. So, As far as you make a couple of teams will not be present this year. You mentioned Onondaga's no longer in the league. Yeah, Onondaga had something very recently come up where uh, they had to withdraw from the league. Uh, Jamestown, actually the team who won the league last year, they um, – they had to withdraw as well. Um, so I think they're down, they still have, uh, I think it's 12 teams split in between three divisions, uh, east, west, central. 
Watertown's going to be in the Central. Uh, Geneva and Newark, I believe, are in the Eastern Division. As Western you, Division. Yeah, as you look at the perfect game, Collegiate Baseball League, uh, <coughs> it's obviously a springboard for young kids, young people to come in, a chance for them to shine. Yeah, so baseball is pretty unique in that a lot of the you know top-level, uh, uh, high-level schools and, and players in the country play each summer after their mm-hmm. senior year of high school as early as their senior year of high school going into their freshman year of college and then every year after that until they're a senior and they become ineligible for the summer leagues um so they they try to get in leagues every summer um and as far as the recruiting goes yeah you try to get you know you're listening to a listening to a lot of college coaches and tell you that you know their their player is going to be a good fit on your team and that and uh it's challenging but it's it's unique as well, and I'm really excited for it. Now, as far as as far as the combinations, you take in this job, uh, you bring kids in and have people in the area, Watertown area, that may put them up, or do you have a certain area that they're going to be resident at? As far as how do they all handle that? Yeah, so um, mostly the way this works out is host families are a big part of collegiate summer baseball. Um, so most of most of our guys are going to be staying with host families um, and just people in the Watertown area that are happy to take on these kids for a summer. And, and that's also a unique relationship that, you know, some of these uh, families build great bonds with these kids and they might take in one or two or three even sometimes. But that's also a great experience for them to get away for a couple months and uh, live with these strangers. Uh, but they, 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 it's Sometimes they really do build a, a great bond with, with them. You know, as I mentioned before, you know, close to the Newark Pilots and the Omens, and uh, we try to get over there for a few games every year, and I know it's based on weather, and I know it's uh, based on fan support, and I know there are nights where they really have a big crowd, and then there are nights they have small crowds. So I guess it's back and forth. Is that the same scenario at Watertown, or do you normally get good crowds night in and night out? Yes. Yeah, so they uh, opening night, Last year, I was told that they had uh, they had like seventeen hundred people at their opening night game, and then I think it was the next week or something like that. They only had a hundred, so it's going to vary. Um, and that's you know, on the general manager and the, mm-hmm. everybody, the management staff and the front office there to you know promote well and see. And, and we're going to be doing a lot of things this year, which is it's we're only in our second year. Um, so give give us time to kind of get our name out there, and you know we hope to have that same sort of attendance in that thousand uh, thousand people per night every night. That would, would that would be great. But. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh, hey, Mike Wood is my special guest today, local guy, Seneca Falls guy, Minders Academy graduate. Uh, we're gonna. Let's take a commercial break right now, Zach. Let's do our commercials and get that out of the way because when we come back, I'm going to. I have you listen to a spot that I recorded before Mike came on board. We have a brand new sponsor today, Bostrom Farms out in Stanley, New York. But this is Weber This Week. Mike Wood is my special guest. We'll continue our dialogue, talk about some, hey, we got a big football game tonight, and we got the NFL to talk about as well. something for everyone. 2,000 slot machines and 99 gaming tables. The Vine, 
featuring top national music and comedy acts, the dining options, the Great Portico by Fabio Viviani, the Farmer's Market Buffet, the Social Cafe and Bar, and the 14,000-square-foot European-style spa Del Lago offers massages, body treatments, and facials, plus a full-service salon. Visit DelLagoResort.com for more information. Cayuga Lake National Bank, offices in Union Springs and Aurora, a fine sponsor of this show for over 30 years. DA Liquor on Bridge Street in Seneca Falls. Amy Padula and her team will find the right spirit for you every time. When you stop in, tell Amy the dog sent you. The Omen Theater on William Street in Lyons. See what's playing this week at omentheater.com. Located off New York State Thruway Exit 41, the McGee Diner has earned their reputation as a popular family restaurant, serving country fresh home cooked meals daily. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and check out their menu at McGeeDiner.com. The Child Advocacy Center of the Finger Lakes is a child friendly location where allegations of physical or sexual abuse are responded to by a multidisciplinary team of professionals. The team works together to conduct a thorough investigation and to provide necessary support services to children and their non-offending caregivers with a goal of minimizing further trauma to a child. Seneca Metals is an award-winning company that has earned a reputation of going above and beyond to protect the environment and support their community. As an EPA inspector once said, their operation is head and shoulders above the rest. And the Newark Pilots of the Perfect Game Collegiate Baseball League, a minor league team with a major league ballpark. Season ticket packages available at NewarkPilots.com. And the Wilson Crescent Seneca Balls. My good pal Rich Ricky and his team can handle all of your printing and mailing needs. Visit them online at wpress.com. Welcome back, everybody. And as I said before, we are welcoming a brand new sponsor today, uh, my buddy Kevin Bostrom, Bostrom Farms out in Stanley, New York. Let's check out this ad. Bostrom Farms is a butcher shop focused on providing fresh local meat to the Finger Lakes region. The retail store is located on Routes 5 and 20 in Stanley. They offer a full range of pork, beef, and chicken products that you can feel real good about. Buying food for your family should be fun. At Bostrom Farms, we put the fun and trust back into buying meat. And we want to thank Kevin for joining us as a sponsor. We've been blessed over the years. And uh, I was telling somebody the other day, I mentioned it. I don't think I mentioned it to Mike. Uh, according to my uh, math, and I'm not, I think I'm pretty good at math, but according to the fact that Mike told me he graduated 2013 and I graduated barely at 63, I was 50 year differential. I believe my math, I began doing. I think demo tapes, late 69 for WSFW Radio, then we went into full operation in 1970. So I believe I'm entering my 50th year <laughs> between radio and doing this internet show for Jim Senecropi and Finger Lakes One. 
I believe I'm right about that because I remember I was one of the few that did a couple of tapes late 69 and I think the only people that could hear the show were cows because it was aired like at 6 in the morning. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I don't know what I'm going to do after this year or whether I'm going to retire or not. I want to have you think about maybe I would do that. I don't know what I'm going to do. But after 50 years, I may want to call it quits. But then again, I might change my mind. I'm willing to do that. But it's good to be back with Mike. Uh, Mike, of course, uh, uh, I, family's very close. I see his dad all the time working hard. But, Mike, let's talk about your style as a manager as you embark on this new opportunity, new challenge. You're going to bring in a bunch of college kids, and um, what's going to be your type of leadership? Are you going to be the Billy Martin type that's going to get into these kids' face? They screw up consistently, or are you going to be laid back and, uh, that's all right, young man, we'll take care of it tomorrow. What's your style of management, or do you know right now what it's going to be like? I think I know uh, from past year and a half at St. Lawrence and kind of the coaches that I've had in the past um, have built me up to you know kind of determine what coach I want to be uh, I'm pretty laid back uh, I like to you know I know ultimately for summer leagues I know that these kids are coming to me with uh, with, with their own personal goals um, that you know might not necessarily be involved in the Watertown Rapids winning the perfect game collegiate baseball league championship in 2019. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, their coaches might have goals for them, uh, and, and these kids have individual goals. Um, so I know that they're going to be focused on that, and I am the ultimate competitor. I love to win more than anybody, but there's uh, there there is a bigger goal here uh, for these kids, and uh, I want to give them the opportunity to come in there and you know take care of what they need to take care of, and also you know come out and showcase yourself um you know there's going to be professional scouts at games uh and and they are they're showcasing uh they're showcasing their abilities in the summer uh to to ultimately improve and go back to their you know respective schools better than when they came to me so i guess you would probably agree with me that you might be laid back but one thing that really galls me watching major league baseball we talked about this before when I'm here today. The Machados of the world making going to be making over $300 million, $300 million, which will soon be made somewhere along with Bryce Harper. It galls me when these major league players stroll down to first base. It absolutely drives me insane. If everybody was like Brett Gardner, who did like the, what, the 100-yard dash under 10 seconds, <laughs> the guy flies down there, right, on a simple bouncer to second base. Is that the thing that would drive you nuts, even though these kids are coming in from various colleges? If you're not going to run hard, then why even show up? Yeah, absolutely. That I drives think that, me insane. That just comes with respecting the game, too. Mm -hmm. um, so you could say I'm old school in that, you mm -hmm. know, in, in that perspective. But, I, yeah, I think there's there's something that has got to come to you. Every time you show up to the ballpark, you're there to give 100%. So, yeah, you know, you're not going to – you might not have the same pride – in the Watertown Rapids as you do in in the college that you go to for four years, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, like I said, you're showcasing your skills and, and you're representing yourself, you're representing your school, you're representing the Rapids. So I think the character of the person and the player is definitely something I look into when, I, you know, when I'm going to first meet these kids face-to-face. -face. Most of them, you know, first time I'm going to meet these guys first face-to-face, -face, um, you know, May 31st. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that comes with respecting the game of baseball, and 
and playing hard. I may have touched on this with Bob and Leslie Oman, who again, uh, owners of the Newark Pilots, and uh, Bob being majority owner of the uh, Geneva Rebels. I guess what I probably never verified is these kids arrive into town. When do you say they come into town usually? We, play, to... we play our first game May 31st okay. um, this summer. So a couple of days, probably a day or two before, we'll get them in and uh, have a practice, and then we're, we're to play in. So at what point do you and the coaches determine who's going to be the starters? Is that something difficult to ascertain in a few days? Yeah, I think you, uh, from my experience in summer baseball, coaching and playing in the South Florida Collegiate Baseball League um, in between my junior and senior year of college at Davis and Elkins, it's sometimes it, it seems like you never put the best nine on the field the first time out. And I think that's understandable um, because, like I said, you'll only see them for a practice, sometimes not even. Sometimes you get you know guys that come in late, um, but yeah, you're you're not you're never going to put the best night on the field. If you do, you know, then you're very good. But um, I, I guess it's just it's a crapshoot. Um, but over the summer, you uh, over the duration of the summer, you uh, you know kind of hopefully by the time playoffs comes around, you, then you put your best nine out there. Mm. Um, Interesting. I'm, I was curious because at a time span, you know, you don't have a whole lot of time to make a determination. No, not at all. It's like Major League Baseball where they have a couple months down in Florida. Spring training, right. Yeah, no, right. not at all. Well, listen, uh, Mike Wood has uh, joined us today. Uh, we got a few more minutes to go, but it, I would be remiss if we didn't talk to Mike about NFL. You know, the playoffs are underway. We're down to the final eight. And, of course, tonight, ho-hum. i got to get Mike's opinion. He said he'd never touch and go against Alabama. Yes, folks. Get out the get out the get out the pills to take a nap. Yes, it's Clemson versus Alabama yet again. I guess uh, my view is they're the two best teams. They were the two best predicted before the season started, and they did not disappoint. And I think uh, Mike would agree with me. Um, I always marvel at the uh, kids who make declarations of what schools are going to, as you're aware of. It mind boggles me. A lot of schools get, oh, a four-star. Yay! And if they get a five-star, one five-star, or one five-star, and you might correct me if I'm wrong, there's a parade. <laughs> Alabama and Clemson get eight to 12 a year to look at. I yeah. mean, <laughs> Mike, that's not a fair fight. I know. It's unbelievable. And Georgia's getting their nose stuck in there as well, those Bulldogs. I look at college football and – it's no wonder that we have Clemson, Alabama once again, because yes, are they been flop five stars? Yeah, but not often. Usually they're darn good players, and they get so much of a choice. They sit around and say, "Oh yeah, we'll take this kid. This kid's a four. Nah, we don't want him." I mean, as you know, Mike, that's got to be amazing. Other schools like, how do you compete? I mean, looking at the material, they get the best every year. Yeah. You know? It's it's pretty good recruiting tool when you have Nick Saban and 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 you people know, ask Sweeney, yeah. you wonder why Nick Saban makes eleven twelve million a year. I'd pay him fifteen million to keep winning these championships. Right. It's only money, and Alabama can just uh, print it. Uh, it's just mind boggling to me. Uh, by the way, Alabama's a four and a half point favorite Las Vegas line. So if you're into gambling, and we should have sports gambling here 
uh, before uh, 2030, the way the New York State Legislature moves. It should have been ready now. It irritates me as well. Get me going. Don't get me going on that one. Delaware opened up a couple months ago, and the first day they opened up sports gambling, they made 325 grand for a small state. That's a lot of cash. New York, New York, where we are. Come on, pick up the pace. Let's get sports gambling because, of course, now it's been approved by the Supreme Court, and uh, we should have ready to roll. But I'm disappointed we're not ready to go yet. By the way, I work part-time at DeLago. We will have it as soon as the state of New York approves it. All right, let's talk about the NFL, Mike. Um, let me just talk about uh, they're down to eight games. Let's tell our viewers what we got going here. Let's remind everybody, Saturday, we're down to eight teams. Indianapolis travels to Kansas City. Kansas City, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. KC looks tough at home. Yeah, but Indianapolis looks good, too, with luck. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be tough to beat Kansas City. They have some record where they keep getting beat at home in the playoffs but I think with Mahomes and uh, they got some weapons on that offense I think they'll get it done and how about them Cowboys I never thought I'd say that they made the playoffs and they won a game they travel to take on the LA Rams the Rams are showing no respect because the line is seven the Rams favored by seven do you think the Cowboy dreams will be ending against the Rams there's a tough team to beat again Rams are another high-powered offense they got a lot of weapons but Cowboys have had uh, some good defensive showings I think uh, I think the Rams will probably will, will win that one and if you're not tired out of football we go on to Sunday and of course Sunday at one o'clock is the Chargers versus yes Mr. Brady's back in town <laughs> Foxborough Tom Brady the crack the Rams I mean the Chargers versus the Pats Brady and the Pats are a four and a half point favorite and it's hard to go against Mr. Brady, because Rivers against Brady, Rivers is 0-7 against Brady at Foxborough or any playoffs. Yes, yeah, so, something like that. So, like Alabama, you, yep. you can't you can't go against uh, can't go against Tom Brady in Foxborough. And of course, the finale of the weekend NFL playoffs, which is the great time of the year. Philadelphia, they did it again. I felt so sorry for the Bears. That poor kid missed that thing and hit the yeah. hit the upright. <laughs> Just a terrible way to lose. Of course. Uh, Rex Ryan today on uh, Get Up uh, today, the uh, Sports Center, indicated he had absolutely no sympathy for the kicker. Yeah, no sympathy. That's his job. He doesn't have to run around the track and have to put the pads on and beat himself up like all the other players have to. All he's got to go out, Mike, is to kick the football between the uprights. They, he does that. They win. They move on. He doesn't do it. Hits the upright. Good night, Irene. But Rex Ryan hammered him this morning. I thought I that was kind of funny. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, no mercy for the poor kid. But uh, Philly at New Orleans, and there's no love for Philly in this one. The odds makers have Philly an eight-point underdog to New Orleans Saints. I think it'll be a little closer than that. Yeah, I think it might be but. right. Yeah. So Mike Wood's been my guest today. You know, as we talk about your adventures and uh, your uh, career path, you uh, I know your family's got to be proud of what you've done so far and how you're making your moves and doing a sport that you love to do and you love to play and you're excellent at playing at the game. Uh, I guess it couldn't be any much better for you right now. And now you look forward to the anticipation of having these young people come in from various schools and trying to put a program together and um, win more than you lose, right? Yeah. Uh, like I said, they had success last year, and um I just want to follow that up and hopefully, you know, they're trying to advance and make it further and, you know, grow as an organization. And that's where I want to be a stepping stone in doing so. Um, I got I got five months uh, to 
to do that and I'll be at St. Lawrence uh, coaching uh, for those five months and uh, excited for a, a great season there too. Um, but there's not too much of a break right after a couple of weeks and then back into back into coaching with the Rapids. So. so when you have time to do whatever you want to do, what is that? Play a little golf, have some fun, or just relax, go to yeah. a concert, or the sun wide? Yeah, I, I like golf. Uh, I've, I play golf uh, as much as I can. Um, when the sun, I don't like I, I don't get much time uh, aside from the summer. Um, we do play our night games, so maybe this summer I'll have a I'll have a you know few days to get out there and play golf. I think I played in high school, and I, I think that's probably my second favorite sport to play. Um, but I, I like it all: hmm. football, basketball, baseball. I've just been a sports junkie my whole life. Hmm. Nothing wrong about that. Hmm. So, listen. Uh, Thanks for spending time with me today, and uh, I hope that uh, you uh, turn out and your dreams come true, and uh, I'm sure you'll uh, come back on in a few months. You come back to town, you see how the updates are doing, and uh, and uh, when Newark takes you guys on in Newark, i try to make a point that I circle that date, and myself yeah. and Mary and our friends Gene and Sandy will come out and check it out. Yeah, that'd be great. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you for All having right, me. My, my pleasure. Mike Wood, young kid's done well for himself in his early age of life, and he's got a lot more progress to make, and he's certainly going to do it because he's got the get-up, and he's got the talent, and he's got the education. So from all of us here at Finger Lakes One and the Weber Show, we wish Mike nothing but the best. By the way, upcoming guests coming on the show next week, speaking of a guy that's a little crazy, my good friend Jim Spina. <laughs> Jim's a big Clemson fan. Uh, he'll be wearing the garb next week, whether they win or lose tonight. And he'll wear a lot more garb if they win. And then on the 21st, two weeks from today, we have finally lined up a gentleman who oversees the casino where I work part-time, Del Lago Resort and Casino, Mark Giuliano, the executive vice president and general manager. We got our fingers crossed that nothing comes up, that he has to be called away for a special meeting. We hope to have Mark in here finally. We've been trying to get him for at least three to four months. He's a tough guy to get a hold of, but he's expected to be here on the 21st to do the Weber Show. So, for my good friend, Mike Wood, along with my producer, Zach the Man, this is the dog bidding you farewell. We'll catch you next week for another edition of Weber This Week.